Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to this episode of Trolley Problem Inc. podcast, the podcast based on the game, which is based on the philosophical problem, which asks you to make uh, choices from two awful answers. I'm Simon Byron and with me is developer Samuel Reed Graves. Hello, Sam. Hi, how are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm very good. Um, I've just eaten an unethical amount of pasta, but... Um... Yeah, well, we should be good. What would be the ethical amount? Uh, I, I don't know. Something what fits in a bowl would probably be about bigger right. than a bowl. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> well, uh, I'm feeling a lot better than when we last recorded. You'll be pleased to know. I've not. <laughs> sorry, uh, I'm not sure what that episode was like, really. But I was not in a good way. Um, I hope Jan didn't mind. Um, so, yeah, we are uh, taking a look at the game and the questions that it poses, and we're inviting uh, a number of guests onto the show. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Lewis Brindley, co-founder of The Yogcast. Hello, Lewis. Hello, Simon. Hello, Sam. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. Excited to have you on the show. The, the life is a series of trolley problems, Simon. Like, even eating right like you're you've got to think because we're constantly told oh you know a beat a beef steak costs this much water and you know this many tons of carbon dioxide released and a bowl of pasta is probably you know especially if it's like whole grain <laughs> probably like there's there's everything is a problem right especially if like there's a this is it's like animals are tied to one track and plants are tied to the other <laughs> you know this is the choice i'm always choosing the animal track Okay, a, quite right. I mean, well, the, the veggie track. So I'm if, saving the animals. <laughs> if games should be a, a form of, of escapism, then it feels like the we're, we're not. We're out of the frying pan into the into the fire. Yeah, I always eat meat in games. Do you? Um, <laughs> well, that's how you got to get your life back. Yeah, if, if Streets of Rage taught me anything, you should find a big bit of meat on a stick, and that's how you get your life back. Yeah, I try and I try and just indulge my fantasies that, that I can't indulge in real life. <laughs> in video games. So, so, I, so uh, I, I'm a vegetarian. I'm under the impression from what you've just said that you are as well. Or yes, and more militant though. I'm a no. I'm I'm a I'm a vegan when I can, and I don't. I try not to be a bitch about it when they don't have stuff available. But I just found out that Bristol, where we live, is actually the most vegan-friendly city in the world. Um, so I, I, I have noticed it when I went I went to Newcastle and couldn't find anything that didn't have, you know, beef or bacon in it. Um, but but Bristol, it's very easy to be a, a vegan, actually. So well, I'm, I'm when I lucky. went when I went to New York, probably about five or six years ago, I thought being, you know, this massive capital city, there'd be loads of places to eat for a vegetarian. And I couldn't find anywhere to the point that we uh, saw an Applebee's. And I just thought, oh, that's a chain. They're going to have something, even if they it's like salad apples. and chips. 
Well, they, they no. don't. They don't have just apples. So even their salads. And this is it was a just joke, full of e- bees. E- oh e- fuck! <laughs> even I've, even their I've salads have been very stupid already. Um, um, sorry. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> ruined no. your anecdote about. No. Oh no, no. It, it was ruined long before I started. <laughs> it's, it's just not, not very good anecdote. Bees are vegan or not? So. Um, yeah, but I, I genuinely feel like that we're constantly confronted today with trolley problem esque decisions, right? Like, like just ethical dilemmas that we are it, it, that are not as important, not not life or death necessarily, um, but there's certainly choices, especially in you know sustainability. Do you buy the more expensive shampoo because it's got the green logo on it, you know, or do you do you you know do you buy that that Tony's chocolate only? Instead of the the the, the, the slave made Nestle shit, you know, <laughs> which do you which do you go for? I was um, I was talking to my wife earlier. She needs a new laptop, uh, and there's a particular make she won't buy because they're still doing business in Russia. Wow, she's, yeah, it's she's a good a, laptop as well. She's missing out. She's a woke lady, <laughs> you know. You married a good one. I was going to ask, given the number or the types of games that you that you that you tend to play uh, online um, throughout the week, do you think that we can uh, uh, games such as TTT and uh, GTA Five or what have you? Do you think we can learn any lessons about the human race from people's decisions within those games? Oh God, I was thinking about this this morning actually because these are th- these games are if you take them if you take them seriously, and you can, you know, you try hard. Um, they actually become less fun um, quite quickly. And I think that that's something that you honestly always have to wrestle against when you're playing any game because there's this, especially in online games, they give you a ranking system. You're always told you're in a league. You're, you're almost encouraged constantly to be trying your absolute utmost hardest when you play these games. And I, w- I was always one of these people who, when, when I went to a Magic the Gathering tournament or whatever, I tried to bring something that was fun. Or silly. I'm not that guy wearing a top hat, <laughs> bringing a 600 card deck that he has to wheel along in a little wheelbarrow. You know, I'm not that guy. There's that guy. Is there? And he's on the far end of that eccentric spectrum. But he's having a lot of fun, and he's making people cringe around him, but also to some extent laugh too. Um, so no, but there's a middle ground, I think, and and I think that we we try and. We try and take the the fun option rather than the the try hard fork, um, because I, know, I, I, I was I was wondering yeah. uh, if, and we will come onto the trolley problem in a second. But uh, if I'm trying to bring it back round as much as no, I can, and I'm trying to segue <laughs> back into um, the trolley problem every, every <laughs> single time. You're on brand, Lewis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional. Exactly. I was wondering uh, if you know if it was the real life, if you were tied, if you were the individual on the track, okay, and there were five others, uh, and there was a member of the Yogs cast who had to make the decision, who would you, oh. who would you hope it would be? <laughs> um, who, would you, who would you want to walk on? Who, who's most likely to walk on by? Right. Well, I think that there's, there's certain, definitely certain members of the Yogs cast do fit into archetypes. There's the Jester, that's the kind of Pedguin, you know, the the agent of chaos. Um, it's, he's like he's he's like a coin flip um, on his decisions. You know, he 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 would rather allow the the mysterious gods of chance to decide the outcome than make it himself. I think. 
um, or deliberately or maybe he's chaotic evil in the sense that there's this alignment <laughs> chart you know of people of yogs members where he's in that bottom right and then lawful good would be ben who would try and make a kind of rational decision within within the bounds um no i think i need someone neutral really because i think lawful good people you know who sometimes sometimes they won't they won't take into account all the right stuff either you know you can't you can't you can't be a robot about this um and just follow the orders of society blindly you know you got to you got to make your own moral decisions and so i need i need someone who's truly neutral Okay. Um, well, we will come on to it. We will find out a little bit more about you in a second. But before we get there, I just wanted to get a, a baseline of types of decisions. Um, is this calibrating? You, yeah. So have you had anything that's uh, that's been particularly difficult recently that you've had to... Uh... I had COVID. Right. That was crap. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is that the consensus that COVID's pretty crap? Has everyone agreed? Is that, it hasn't been is that fun, a controversial is decision? Um <laughs> I, I still it's, haven't had the pleasure yet, so um, I'll let you know ooh, once, uh, once it's come around. Delicious. No, it's um, I, I had like a really phlegmy throat, like a really, really phlegmy, like uh, like, and I had to I had to sleep sat up because I because every time I fell asleep, sort of it would irritate my throat, you see, and um, make me cough. I guess that's how it spread. You know, that's the whole point of it. I guess <laughs> to try and that's how it works. Um, but it it, 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 just, it was just awful, Simon. I hated it. So, yeah, that sucked. What else do you want me to say? Uh, I watched a movie at a cinema. That was rubbish. Did you? Which one was Because there were loads of people talking. Uh, Batman. But everyone's <laughs> forgotten how to... Um, Batman was okay. But everyone's forgotten how to behave in a cinema. They've all been. They've all had three years of staying at home, being able to pause it and uh, go on their phones if it's so, boring. So, so did you say anything? I mean, that's, that's, that's a, a, a choice you have to make. I didn't. No, I don't either. British. I don't. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, whereas um, talking about my wife again, she absolutely will lean over and tell somebody not to. And I'm like, we're going to get stabs. Yeah. I, I, then it does depend on my mood. Sometimes if I'm in a bad mood, I will confront people or call them, call them out or call them a name sometimes. But that is... Yeah, I have to be ready to hot on my heels to run run from the potential stabbing, as you mentioned. So, um, so I, I love the cinema, but for me, it's always going to be sort of a, a midnight showing or as early in the morning as possible to try and uh, not be in with the riffraff. Right, um, and avoid the kids too. They're the worst. Oh, so yeah. actually, so I agree. <laughs> but um, the like... one one time I went to see Cars two at the cinema. Um, I'm, I'm what, a big fan of kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's bloody and full then, of kids. Exactly. Ruined it. <laughs> but the, so that's the one time where they actually it, they genuinely made it loads better. Like hearing people like cheer when certain characters came oh, on was lovely. That's but cute. You obviously don't want that with Batman. No, I didn't even think of that as a positive. Actually, I I guess I'm just scared of doing that as a, as a, a middle aged man with no children. I'm scared to just go and watch a kids' film on my own. That feels like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I'd be arrested for that or something. I just don't know if I'm. Now I'm that just, you've said I'm that, just actually, cautious. The, 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 fun, the funny thing about that is, as well, is I remember that day I had a really bad ulcer. So, like in my mouth, there's just this massive amount of pain. And there was a bar next to the cinema. And I thought, I can't sit through two hours with this pain. So then I just went and took two shots of vodka. And like swished them around my mouth to numb the pain. Oh my God, it's like a Victorian so, painkiller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, I, I went in, you know, 
Um, I mean, I wasn't sure where you were going with that medical complaint. My worry was that you said, well, I, I went in to watch Cars 2. I had a really bloated stomach, so I had to undo the top of my jeans and just fit in the cinema. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. It was really hot. So exactly. I... <laughs> yeah. Um, well. Yeah. So while so uh, Trolley Problem Inc is a game about ethical di- dilemmas, not about uh, whether you should go to the cinema uh, and uh, make yourself more comfortable through your dress, uh, but a series of uh, questions based on genuine philosophical papers. Um, of which Lewis, we're going to ask you three. But before we start, we just want to set a base. We've been asking everybody this same question. Uh, we're going to start with the trolley problem. Okay. Okay. So. Uh- there is a runaway trolley barreling down the railway tracks. On the tracks are five people unable to move, and you are next to a lever. If you pull the lever, the trolley will switch to a different set of tracks. However, you notice there is a person on the other track. What do you do? Are they tied to the other track as well? <laughs> uh, no, or are they no just loitering? No one's bound here. <laughs> Everyone's oh. just on the tracks. Yeah. Oh, really? They're just me. Just just. They just got onto the tracks like a herd of sheep, loose sheep. Um, uh, yeah. Does that make much. a difference as to, as to whether you choose to save them? Well, um, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot more. As a, as someone who likes, you know, Sherlock Holmes and murder mysteries, you need the more info you have, the better the decisions you can make. Let's say those five guys were dressed as railway workers and they had high vis jackets on and they were aware that the train was coming, whereas the other guy was blind. Um, he, he was a very shuffling old man. He got lost. He didn't know where he was. He was gripping onto the rails for dear life. He wasn't going to let go, regardless of what was going to happen. That's a very different trolley problem you've 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 elucidated there. So you can't make snap judgments. Okay? <laughs> That's I, I what mean, I'm saying. You say you can't make snap it's such judgments. A, it's such tro- an easy trolley's... decision at first glance. You know, it's, and um, oh, are you saying I have to make a snap just because the trolley's barreling? Well, well yeah. <laughs> it, the, oh, sorry. The, the the runaway trolley is moving very slowly down the railway tracks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this shouldn't be a problem. No, but I think it does sound like you're asking me if I'm willing to make the choice um, to, to, to be active. And I think, yes, I think in that case, I would definitely um, jump in, save the, the dog that's drowning, uh, grab him, bring him back to shore, get him out, get have a little cuddle, and are we in the same? Is that what happened <laughs> here? Maybe, maybe the sequel. Uh, no, definitely I'd I pull the lever. I think this is this is the idea of people not taking action. You, you hear it quite a lot in terms of something bad is happening and there's a bystander effect and people are like, oh, you know, I'm not going to do something. I'll wait for someone else to do something. I'm not going to call the police. Someone else surely must have called the police. You know, there's this often this thing where no one calls the police and no one does anything. Um, but that's usually if there's other people and they look more authoritative around, you know, like if there's a tall man, people will think hey, he's going to do something. Um, whereas he might be, you know, a pussy, um, <laughs> Simon, you know, so he might not do nothing. And so you should just consider these things these psychological things in, in everyday life and be aware that yeah that, but again don't jump in sometimes to save there was a thing in wales the other day a guy jumped in to save a dog and he got bit really badly by the dog who <laughs> didn't want to be saved turned out uh swam to shore just fine and then that guy had to be rescued so you know sometimes you can be too reckless with your saving of people um this is a very long answer but i would pull the the lever i know that was a calibration question but i feel like i'm 
I'm complicated. Okay, so I'm back to you. No, it's it's uh, it's. Uh, I mean, it, <laughs> uh, I think I think everybody's given the same answer, haven't they? Everybody's chosen to pull the lever, as opposed to so they've directly influenced what's happening, as opposed to playing no part in it in inverted commas. Um, yeah, and, and so, I think that's because of the outcome. Like, like Lewis said, it's a it's a five v one outcome. So hopefully we can we can change that a bit. Well, five v one, unless they're dressed as railway workers, in which case Lewis is just walking on by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, my brother works the railway, and you know they have a dedicated member of their crew whose job it is to look up and down the railway to make sure there's no trains coming yeah, when they're working okay. on, the, on the wires. So yeah, so they do go out in these big groups and stand around on rails. Um, this causes the whole point of the game, Sam. It's more suspicious if there's just one guy on his own. You know, I'm suspicious of him. He shouldn't be out on his own on a railway. What's he? Is he up to no good? Um. <laughs> Certainly sounds like it. Okay, good. Thank you, Lewis. You're welcome. Okay, so the the first of our sort of different questions we give uh, the guests is the avalanche problem. So an avalanche is going to crush a city. You can deflect it, but by deflecting it, you'll have to divert it towards a small town. The only piece of information you have here is that when the city was built, it was made for holidaymakers, so they they did know that this was a potential risk. Right. <laughs> right. There's a lot of information. It's so like Superman <laughs> and... And I'm thinking, they built that fucking thing right next to that volcano. I mean, avalanche, whatever it is. Um, and so, in a sense, it's not my fault. It's it's their hubris, uh, much like the biblical story of that guy who built his cast house upon the sand, as opposed to the rock. And then, when the waves came or whatever, it all there's a song. There's a whole Sunday school. I don't remember it. It was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like mathematically, if you're Superman, you got to do something, right? You can't just not, you just, if you've got the power to divert an avalanche, what are you waiting for? Like what better opportunity is there to show off your power and accidentally <laughs> squash an entire small town by accident? So, so just, you want, you want to move the avalanche just to show off you can move an avalanche? I think that if I had that power in my hands, I would be, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be villainized if I didn't use it. Right? They will. They say they'd say Super Super Lewis stood by and watched as this beautiful ski resort was crushed under. Uh, you know, sure they built it there in a danger zone, but. You know, that's why he's around. He, uh, fair enough, he squashed this small village nearby. But <laughs> you not, yeah, you're not worried on pages two and three of the newspaper would be about how you destroyed a small town. <laughs> no, because I think page one is where it's that's what people remember okay. that he saved the big town. So, um, so I just I, imagine what if your superpower was eye rolling though? You could have done a really big eye roll at the start of the avalanche, going and tutting, going. I told them. I told them not to build it there. Right. Well, I, th but, I think it's actually a reference to uh, San Francisco. So the original problem, obviously, San Francisco is built on the San Andreas Fault. 
Um, not not that you oh. could save San Francisco from the San Andreas fault and make it move not to anymore. a little town. Um, it's it's they've it's, uh, they're, they're stuffed. Yeah, <laughs> it was a time, but no, even even Super Lewis can't help them. Oh, they're too too far gone. Old okay, so so you would divert the avalanche. Of obviously, it was God's will to destroy the city, but Super Lewis has come and moved it over to the next town. Yeah, evil God though, super villain God, bad guy. <laughs> I'm the good guy in this story. Just look, there's always collateral damage every time you see one of these movies. No one's talking about how this guy's office block got blown up, or you know, the the his shop was destroyed, or his car got. Oh my car, my Ferrari was squashed by by the Incredible Hulk. Who cares? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He saved the world. Shut the fuck up and get claim it on insurance. Oh, oh excellent. Okay, so well, let's move on to the next problem then. So th- this is talking about the Avengers. This is the New York problem. Oh. A atom bomb is headed to New York. Fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad news. I've, I've, I didn't hear about this. Crikey. <laughs> the only way in which the bomb can be prevented from reaching New York is by deflecting it. But the only defe- deflection path available will take the bomb onto Warchester. Warchester's population is 600,000. Warchester? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so Warchester, th- this is a, a problem. Which is that is a actually, real place? Yeah, it, it's, um, it's linked to the trolley problem um, original article. And it's obviously upping the stakes. But it's also showing intention. Obviously, in this States. is a nuclear bomb. In the sta- in the, is it in the states? Is yeah, it, it's, in, it's in Worcester. Stakes, states. Where is it? What happening? It, it's in. Mum. <laughs> it's in New York State. <laughs> New York states. So it's upping the states. It goes up too far, <laughs> and it, the it, states. It, it, it's upping the stakes. Okay, I've just in the, get a, in I the need to see the clarification on the question. Sorry. No stakes. So, there are high stakes. Very, very high stakes, though. Um, hmm. Well, again, I don't see how this is a. I don't see how this is a different propped problem to the last one. Really, it's it's almost like a. It's like millions of people get killed in a nuclear fireball, or I'm I I divert it to this place that no one's heard of, um, and probably no one will give a shit. I mean. I mean, the 600,000 people and their families. I've forgotten what it was called already. Um, (laughs) And so I think... uh, Look, if I'm a superhero, I I do want to minimise my... Ideally, no one will die. Um, Ideally, you know, but... Unless there's an active reason why I think the population of New York has to die, right? Maybe... Maybe like, oh, they're just causing a lot of bad TV shows being made there. Or like there's a couple of really annoying comedians from there who need to be cancelled. You know, maybe there's like some other reasons that I haven't taken into account here. Um, but I think, when again, when you don't have enough info, unless you can like convince me there's a reason why New York needs to be deleted. Maybe it was sinking anyway. Um, I, I, maybe I like it's... they maybe like they only had a year until they were sank. Um, 
maybe there's like 50 other nukes going and they're all going to hit New York anyway. So, you know, maybe I'm just nuking Worcester for no reason. Or Worcester. <laughs> but it's like you said, it's like you said right at the right at the top of the episode about how, um, you know, it's about being active. You're actively killing 600,000 people. So I, so I understand you want to be able no, to. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm actively killing minus 10 million people. 800,000 people or whatever, right? Because, you know, the, the, the balance sheet is, you know, either I... I, I, I don't know as a superhero as a superhero I'm, I, I, I feel like I am though, right? I'm like going up there catching this atom bomb. I guess maybe maybe these people in positions of power should consider themselves, you know, this more. You know, like, like the president should consider himself as a superhero because he has the power to do, you know, great good or great evil. And I don't know, I consider it to be, um, you know, I, I think you, if you were given a choice and it, in, in a vacuum, certainly, if, if there's if there's no other option, if there's no other people, if I'm presented with this problem, I'm, I'm definitely going to be, I'm going to choose, choose the lesser evil, right? I'm going to choose the poor city of w- Worcester. Uh, <laughs> Sam, is, is that question to do with... Um... Because you aren't told how many people live in New York, but you are told about how many live in Worcester. Is the implication there that it will be all of Worcester and some of New York? Or No, 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 it will be all of New York. Oh, okay. I, I want to say it's around 8, 8 million people live in okay. New York. So it would be 8 yeah, million versus 600,000. Um, I, I think one of the most in- interesting things about this is that I'd never said anything about being a superhero. Lewis has fully <laughs> brought this character to life. I was I thinking such, that I, I have such power, it. though. I mean, <laughs> can I can so, I shoot lasers out of my eyes? I need to know more about what I'm <laughs> able to do because you know that will that will affect the future of the planet, uh, especially if I mean, Worcester's been hit by an atom bomb. What does that mean? Like, you know, that's there's some serious pol- demo, you know, demographic and political socioeconomic shifts that are going to take place <laughs> in the world after this event. Um, You're not powerful enough to put it into the city, but you are powerful enough to get it to Worcester, apparently. Oh, I see. So I'm very... Mm. So maybe I've got some weird superpower then. Like, you know, like um, like kind of one of those shit guys, like Silver Surfer or something, <laughs> you know? I can, like, catch it on my skateboard for a while and then, like, <laughs> knock it to one side. But I can't, like, just get rid of it and throw it into the sun like Superman would. Um, not right. in this question, Lewis. That's I'm good. That, that helps me, you know, set the scene for where I am. Well, I feel like with the with the last question, from what you've said so far, I, I know where we're going with this. But okay. hopefully, we can up the ante just I mean, enough. I, again, I'm I'm trying to find out. Right, I'm trying to I'm trying to find ways around me justifying that the. the the crime I consider it to be of allowing uh, evil events to, to 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 occur and and neglecting my responsibility um, to the to the to the planet to the people of planet Earth who I who I love and share my experience with. Um, we are lucky to have you, Lewis. Thank you, Simon. <laughs> 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 I am a guy. <laughs> uh, it's great. I'm I, I'm proud to serve. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so this final question is the Warchester problem. So the nuke is still heading towards New York, um, but you've just found out that you can no longer divert it. So it is still heading for New York, but what you can do is actively destroy Warchester, and that will send a like a wave, then making the original atom bomb uh, move off course and go into the ocean. So it's a similar problem in the way that you're destroying Warchester to save New York, but you are actively going to Warchester and destroying it to then send out the shockwave. Right. I see. And that, this is a little bit like the idea of, um, well, not really like it, but the idea of Donald Trump or someone, in order to fire the nuclear codes, they have to kill their aide who has the codes inside him. So you have to, you're the active, you're actively taking part in, you're actively killing people rather than them being a consequence of, of, of saving. But, but yeah, I think the distinction is, is profound but i think that when you take it to its logical conclusion it it, it, this really reeks of the greater good doesn't it you know the idea of this doing terrible things for a better purpose and i think often we don't get it so mathematical right the idea of people doing these greater good things it's not clear that this many people will be saved by this action. And in this case, I feel like it's a fairly easy decision, but I think that in reality, we're, we're confronted by this in a much more nebulous form, right? Especially with politics and with decisions, with law and with human interaction in general. You know, we don't always, we're not necessarily willing to make decisions that we feel are for the greater good. Because out, out of history, the greater good has often led to famines that have killed millions of people or, or you know, disastrous, unexpected consequences. I think in this case, um, it's it's actually an easy choice, really, even though I am actively killing the poor, the poor men, women and children of Worcester who are going to have to give their lives in some horrible thing where I pick up their whole city and lob it at the, at the incoming atom bomb. Um, and people are I do I feel like now I feel like you know in the boys have you seen the boys um, where they've got that evil Superman kind of thing right and he does like evil stuff but he's kind of you know I think sometimes he's forced into these situations you know because in the in in reality with superheroes battling there's gonna be you know um, what's it collateral damage or like what they call it like casualties from from just them fighting and that's something which i think is a really interesting moral thing to to look at and and you don't see it really when you see superman doesn't he's just somehow no one dies and he never has to deal with those moral consequences and that inevitable crushing misery and depression that he must real really real think about all the time every time he saves someone he's like well fuck it how many how many people couldn't i save how many people did i have to I did have to, had to die or be sacrificed um, to to get to this outcome, which was better than the zero sum, better than the than it would have been if I hadn't acted. But yeah, I I I, I do feel like I think I need some therapy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna get over it and um, know that we made the right decision because you know all those people in New York, God, they'll be grateful. Um, you know. 
And, and um, I, I think you've hit the nail right on the head there. With the, um, it's a very utilitarian look. Like it's it's very much what is the best outcome here. And if these were real, you wouldn't be able to say, oh, this is A and this is B. So then the whole thing becomes a bit more up in the air of what we would actually do. But in these problems, because we know A and B, you're actively going with the one which is best for the most people. Is there a right answer? No. That's it's just the, that's agreed, and, we're go- and we'll be able to find out whether everybody agreed with you or not, Lewis, when they, when, uh, they play for themselves and compare oh. their decisions to everybody else's. Great segue. Thanks very uh, much. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm here. You learn from the best. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thank you very much for joining us for some uh, light relief there. Uh Really Sorry, good. it went a bit. I, I waffled a lot. I can't. Help Not it. at all. No, I, it was. It was. Uh, it was fascinating. Um, and uh, you know, hopefully, is an illustration of the sort of discussions that we're trying to provoke through the game itself. Um, uh, so um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been good to run through them with you. I've still got loads more questions, but we don't have time for them, sadly. Uh, thanks oh. so much for joining us, Lewis. I'm excited. I'll do, I'll, I'll do another one. Let me know. <laughs> I can keep going. We've run out of questions. Brilliant. Yes. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Sam. Uh, you've been listening to the Trolley Problem Inc. podcast. Uh, the game's available now. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back for another show soon. Bye.